T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Gun versus taser. How could you make such a deadly mix-up? Could someone mix these two weapons up? And the shocking new video. They're not looting, they're destroying. And so you're driving along, and all of a sudden, look behind you, and you see that. Now what? Do I have to get out? Plus, should he take the stand? Three of America's most famous lawyers weigh in. I predict he would be carved up like a Thanksgiving turkey. Then, arrest in the 25-year-old cold case of a missing college student. A father and son taken into custody. And worst dog ever? He hates people, especially men. So why are so many people desperate to adopt this devil dog? Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. The chief of police and the officer who shot and killed 20-year-old Dante Wright resigned this afternoon after a second night of unrest in the Minneapolis suburb of Brooklyn Center, a city that in many ways appears to be unraveling. The chief has said that the shooting was an accident and the officer meant to use her taser. But how does such a deadly mistake happen? Amber Cagliano reports. Police in the Minneapolis suburb of Brooklyn Center were pelted with fireworks and other projectiles on another night of civil unrest. This popular Dollar Tree store was looted and shelves were overturned. Now you can see, now you can see. Y'all be twisting up the story. A CNN reporter was confronted live on the air as she reported on the protest. All the press and all the extra I do makes this worse. You think so? Yes. Across the nation, there were other expressions of outrage over the police shooting death of 20-year-old Dante Wright. In Portland, tear gas was deployed to disperse crowds. In New York, cops confronted protesters trying to block the George Washington Bridge. Dante Wright's family appeared alongside George Floyd's outside the courthouse, where ex-cop Derek Chauvin is on trial for murder. A convergence of two racially charged cases. Wright's aunt was among those speaking out. My nephew was 20 years old. Tell him 20 that. years old. I don't care what nobody got to say about him. He was loved. Yes. He was ours. And we're learning more about the female police officer who shot Wright. Kim Potter is a 46-year-old mother of two sons. She has been a police officer for 26 years. She was actually training a rookie cop when Wright was pulled over for out-of-date tags. They discovered there was an outstanding warrant for possession of an unlicensed weapon. As an officer tried to handcuff him, Wright wriggled free. the officer thought she had drawn her taser, not her gun. How could that happen? 
Cops are trained to keep their handguns on their dominant side, the right for right-handers. The taser, this one is yellow but many are black, is kept on the left side and is drawn across the body. They also train on simulators to recreate life or death situations. Chief Mike Foligno of Elmwood Park Police in New Jersey showed me the handgun and taser his officers carry. So this is definitely lighter. Both have similar grips and triggers. You're not feeling the weight when you're under duress. That's why it's so important to train multiple, multiple, multiple hours a year so that you get the muscle memory down of drawing the taser, drawing the handgun, feeling the difference under stress. Could could someone mix these two weapons up? I think they could, yeah. Why? Because they're not properly trained. Along with the death of Dante Wright, video of a black army lieutenant being pepper sprayed during a traffic stop is also causing outrage. It's revived the debate over how to react if you see those flashing blue lights in your rearview mirror, especially if you're a person of color. Les Trent met with a member of law enforcement to hear what he recommends. It happens to millions of drivers a year. You get pulled over by police. In the case of this army lieutenant, it escalated into an ugly confrontation that ended in him getting pepper sprayed and cost a cop his job. So what should you do if you see those flashing lights behind you? What are your rights? And how do you make that stop as drama-free as possible? The army lieutenant says he didn't pull over immediately. Instead, he says he drove two minutes to a well-lit place before stopping. Was that a good move? Can I see your license, registration, and proof insurance? Yes, sir. I asked Officer Walter Hickey of the Mount Pleasant Town Police in New York to give me his best advice. Is it okay if I decide I don't want to stop right here? It's dark and I see a gas station maybe a half mile up the street. How should I signal to you that I am complying, but I don't want to stop right here? So more often than not, than when, when an officer turns on their lights, they prefer you to stop in that location. It's usually the safest location for the both of you. If you still want to get to, like you said, a gas station a little bit further down the road, you could turn your turn your right signal on to indicate that you are going to be pulling over and maybe even put down your window, give the officer kind of a hand signal that you'll pull forward like a little bit further. Something yep. like this. Exactly. When you do stop, keep your hands visible, says Officer Hickey. One big question, especially in the case of Lieutenant Karen Nazario. Get out of the car. Get out of the car now. Get out. What happens if you ask me to get out of the car? Do I have to get out? So if an officer asks you to step out of the vehicle, you do by law have to step out. The incident with the lieutenant is just the latest in what many see as racially charged traffic stops. Among them, the Sandra Bland tragedy and the police shooting death of Philando Castile in 2016. Say I have my hands out of the car like this and you say get out and I go, I don't feel comfortable getting out of this car. What, what can be done? Your hands are in front of me. I feel that, that does make me feel safer at that time. However, if you're not feeling safe as well, we're both to be able to have a dialogue at that time. It might be a, an intense dialogue, but be able to both calm each other down to try to get to a point where the situation could be quelled. As polite as Officer Hickey was, I imagine a lot of drivers have had this thought. I, I think there's nothing more intimidating than to have somebody say, step out of your car. Just because it's like, oh my God, am I in trouble? Yeah, so it's, 
It's just a way so that way now I can see your whole body right? and you can see all of me. What else can you tell us about how to get through a, a stop safely for both, both of us? I think everything starts with respect. Mm -hmm. So as long as I come up to you, I introduce myself, I tell you the reason for the stop, and at the same time, if you treat me with respect, everything will go smoothly. An analysis of 100 million traffic stops from across the country found clear-cut patterns of racial bias, showing that black and Hispanic drivers are pulled over and searched more often than white drivers. The prosecution is rested, and now attorneys for former police officer Derek Chauvin get their turn to try to convince the jury that he did not misuse deadly force and cause the death of George Floyd. Coming after a string of expert witnesses who say he did, some suggest that Chauvin's best option might be to testify himself. But should he? Here's Jim Murray. Will he or won't he take the stand? The million-dollar question is whether Derek Chauvin will take the stand in his own defense. We've gathered three of the top legal eagles in America. Defense attorney Tom Mesereau, defense attorney Mark Garagos, and famed lawyer and TV personality Nancy Grace, now host of America's Most Wanted Overtime. If Derek Chauvin takes a stand, he's going down. I predict he will be carved up like a Thanksgiving turkey. Grace says she does not believe Derek Chauvin's team will risk putting him on the stand. Will it look bad for the defense? Yes, it will look terrible if Chauvin can't even take the stand and explain what happened. But is it worth putting him on the stand and ruining the defense case on cross-examination? No way. Although, personally speaking, I would love it if Chauvin took the stand. Mark Garagos agrees that Chauvin will not take the stand, even if some jurors take that as an admission of guilt. Most people say if it were me and I was not guilty, you couldn't keep me off the stand. That's a feeling that it's very difficult to get out of people's heads. Tom Mesereau says Chauvin has no choice. He absolutely must testify. What is the likelihood, in your view, that Derek Chauvin will take the stand in his own defense? In my professional opinion, Jim, he has to take the stand. I think the nine minute, 29 second tape is devastating to the defense. You don't want the lasting impression of the defendant to be him kneeling on Mr. Floyd with that angry look on his face. What is the risk of putting Derek Chauvin on the stand? Well, the risk is that on cross-examination, he'll appear angry, he'll appear contrived, and he will absolutely disintegrate. Nancy Grace says it all comes down to a quote she learned back in law school. It's better to remain silent and let others think you're a killer than speak and confirm their suspicions. Today, the prosecution rested and the defense began its case. It escalated where I pulled my gun. They called a retired Minneapolis police officer who arrested George Floyd in 2019. Keep your hands where I can the defense said it wanted to show Floyd under the influence of drugs. Open your mouth. Spit out what you got. Spit out what you got. I'm going to tase you. You're not going to get beat up or nothing. You just follow what we're asking you to do. Other news today, a devastating blow to efforts to get people vaccinated against COVID-19. Now that the government has recommended a pause in the distribution of J&J's one-shot vaccine, Stephen Fabian reports it is making people who just got the J&J vaccine a little bit nervous. 
Am I going to be okay? It's the question many people who were injected with the Johnson & Johnson vaccine are asking today. The agencies say they are reviewing six reported cases of a rare type of blood clot in people who have received the vaccine. The pause was declared even if the risk is considered minimal. It's very important to remember that we've had more than 6 million people vaccinated, almost 7 million people vaccinated with the J&J vaccine, and there are only six reports of this very serious event. And so this is, even if there is some uh, link, that it is very rare. All six patients were women between the ages of 18 and 48. One woman died and a second has been hospitalized in critical condition. This is a pretty stunning development. We're in the midst of a mass vaccination campaign. The news was a personal blow to the Today Show's Savannah Guthrie. I know somebody in my life personally who just got the vaccine, the J&J, yesterday. A young woman. Dr. Fauci today sought to reassure those who are concerned. I would tell them to just, first of all, don't get an anxiety reaction because remember, it's less than one in a million. However, having said that, pay attention. Do you have symptoms? Headache, you have shortness of breath, chest discomfort. Here in New York and in many other states, health authorities canceled all Johnson & Johnson vaccine appointments effective immediately. But authorities also say anyone who had an appointment to receive the J&J vaccine here at the Javits Center does not have to go to the back of the line. Those people will be offered the Pfizer vaccine instead. 31-year-old Ashley Allen got the J&J vaccine a month ago. She did not have a bad reaction to the shot, but she did get a mild case of COVID, a so-called breakthrough case. I was very shocked. I couldn't even believe it. I'm definitely pro-vaccine because I couldn't imagine what it would have been like if I didn't have the vaccine. Today, the White House COVID response coordinator said the pause on the J&J vaccine would last days to weeks rather than months. The body of Capitol Police Officer William Evans lay in honor today at the very place he lost his life protecting. Evans was killed earlier this month when a car a man rammed his car into a barricade at the Capitol. And the images of the two children he leaves behind are touching hearts around the country. A somber day on Capitol Hill as mourners gathered to pay tribute to fallen Capitol Police Officer William Evans. As his flag-draped coffin lay in honor inside the Capitol Rotunda, his tearful widow comforted their two young children who clutched stuffed animals. Nine-year-old Logan wore his dad's uniform cap. President Biden shared a tender moment with the family before offering these words of comfort. My prayer for all of you is that uh, a day will come when you have that memory. And I said, just smile before you bring a tear to your eyes. William Evans is the second Capitol Police officer to be slain in the line of duty this year. Next, arrest in the 25-year-old cold case of a missing college student. A father and son taken into custody. And worst dog ever? He hates people, especially men. So why are so many people desperate to adopt this devil dog? Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. 
This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. A major development in the case of a college freshman who went missing 25 years ago. A father and his son have just been taken into custody in connection with the disappearance. Two men are now in custody in connection with the cold case of a missing college student. Kristen Smart disappeared 25 years ago. The six foot one blonde beauty was last seen walking back to her dorm after a fraternity party at Cal Poly University in California. Another student, Paul Flores, was with her, but told police they parted ways near his dorm. For all these years, Flores has remained the only person of interest in the case, but has always denied wrongdoing. Today, a huge break in the case came as Paul Flores was arrested at his home here in San Pedro, California. His father, Ruben Flores, was taken into custody at his home 200 miles north of here. This is footage of the San Luis Obispo Sheriff's Department serving a warrant at the home of Ruben Flores, who is booked on suspicion of a charge of accessory. So we're looking at the back of Ruben Flores' house. They are dismantling this deck piece by piece. Instagram footage also shows where detectives reportedly took apart Flores' back deck to collect soil samples. Would you state your full name for the record, please? Paul Ruben Flores. For years, authorities say Paul Flores refused to cooperate with them. The family filed a lawsuit against him. Here he is in a deposition a year and a half after Kristen went missing. What is your present residence address? On the advice of my attorney, I refuse to answer that question. The missing student's mother, Denise, spoke to Inside Edition in 1999. The hardest thing about having a missing child is the pain never abates. Now, all these years later, she may finally get justice. Kristen Smart would have turned 44 this past February. Still to come, worst dog ever? He hates people, especially men. So why are so many people desperate to adopt this devil dog? This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500.
It's being called the funniest dog ad ever. And when you meet this chihuahua, you will understand it is all true. Let's Trent with details. This two-year-old chihuahua may be the worst dog in America. Prancer hates people, especially men. So if I went, if I went to try to pet... He would get upset. Really? Yeah. So, hey, hi. You're okay. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. Prancer. Yeah, be, be, let me know petting Prancer. Prancer. <laughs> Tiffany Fortuna has been fostering Prancer after his owner died. She posted this very honest ad on Facebook describing Prancer as man-hating, animal-hating, children-hating, neurotic mess, demonic, 50% hate, and 50% tremble. If you have a husband, don't bother applying unless you hate him. No false advertising here. Please email. Guess what? It worked. Dozens of people are dying to adopt Prancer. He sounds perfect, goes this posting. I think that was the main the main um, point that got to people was how funny it was. Um, I was actually really nervous because a lot of people won't read a longer post. Hey! <laughs> what I, what I do? Let's take a little walk. He didn't do anything to you. I love dogs, but count me out. Oh, the possessed puppy. We are happy to report that Les made it home bite-free. When we come back, an unusual sight at the skateboard park. And finally today, a little girl with a need for speed. Skater princess coming through. Six-year-old Paige Tobin shows the boys how it's done, all in a frilly pink party dress. Watch as she skates down a 12-foot bowl. Go, Paige, go. And that is Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching. We'll see you again tomorrow. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcast starting May 8th. Access episodes early and ad-free with 48 Hours Plus on Apple Podcasts starting May 1st.